Yeah. Did we call each other at the same time? I think so. Okay. All right, oh. we are recording. Man, every single podcast, I feel like you know, you know, when uh, every single morning you're like your first two doors, are like the first, they're like, oh my gosh, can I do this? Can I do this? Can I do this? Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, how do I do this? <laughs> sure, yeah, I get it. I feel yeah. that way every single time we start this, like, uh, 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 and then and then once we get rolling, I'm like, okay, we can keep talking about this. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it may take us a few podcasts to get into the swing. I, I. I feel like, uh, you know, like our third and fourth ones with LDS Liberty started getting better. So, Yeah. Yeah, I think so. We just got to get started and do it. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Hello and welcome to Latter-day Peace Studies. I'm Shiloh Logan. So Ben, we are we're gonna go do this again. We're <laughs> this is a thing. We're gonna do this all over again. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Um, it uh, I, I love doing it before, and I'm excited for where we're going with it this time. Ben and I had been involved in a podcast before with LDS Liberty, where we talked a lot about different scriptures and different principles of the gospel, and we decided to shift gears and to go a different way. And it's been. I don't know how long has it been. It's been three years. Has it been three years since we recorded our last one? Yeah, um, that's certainly possible. That would fit the the time span about right, I guess. I, we we kept saying we were gonna do more with it, um, but the the timing and mentality and um, other obligations, and then the right topics and material uh, that fit right in it didn't quite present themselves to us all all those things at once. And so it didn't quite happen. Yeah, it's true. We were both called a seminary teachers early. So that wasn't, you're in Missouri and I'm in California. And so that made for some strange late night conversation. <laughs> right. Yeah. I would typically would do the podcast, you know, late Thursday nights, um, teaching seminary early morning with you two hours behind me made those, uh, difficult to do. So, um, yeah, with other obligations and stuff, it just didn't uh, didn't get off the ground after, what did we do, 20, 23, 24 of those? Something like I that? think we did. I think we did about 23, 24 episodes. I, and I still love them. I still go back to listen to them. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm like, wow, that was a great that was a great insight Ben had. I can't, and it still, it still hits me as uh, as new every time I listen to it. Yeah. No, I've, I've listened to them many times over. Um, whenever I've thought about a topic, I think, you know, I, we discussed that before. And I'll go back and listen to it and be like, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I remember that. So, uh, it was really good. We've, uh, but we've known each other for almost exactly 15 years now or so. We, uh, got acquainted through doing summer sales out in California, uh, back in 2005. And, yeah, we, we were uh, all over San Diego together. Yeah. So driving all over the place with Royal and, uh, discussing various things and playing jokes on each other and, um, really, really was uh, quite a time. We had some hard work, but we also um, had some great times together and, and learned a lot of stuff. So, we has, and I've I've always been very fortunate uh, with with your friendship. It's always been great to have discussions about the gospel. It's it's like 
there's like one or two people in your life where you know that you could call them up at any given point and be like, this is what I was studying the scriptures. This is what I've learned. And, and then the other person picks up. I'm like, no kidding. This is what I've been doing. This is what I've been learning. <laughs> and it just, it, it doesn't matter how long it's been since we've been able to connect. It's always been that kind of friendship with you. So, yeah. Yeah. I've always looked forward to those conversations. So that's one of the things that, uh, persuaded me to do this with you. Um, you know, we, we say, well, why would we do another podcast? And I would say, well, mostly because Shiloh just asked me to. But uh, <laughs> but also, like I said, I, I don't like turning down opportunities to discuss the gospel with Shiloh. I learned so much in the past when we've done these. And so I look forward to learning a lot with them in the future. Yeah, I one of my favorite things that we did together back with the LDS Liberty podcast was about Ammonihah. And as we are transitioning LDS Liberty, who LDS Liberty was a, a project that we started back in 2010 by a friend of ours, JC Ballers, who has who passed away five years ago. And he handed over the the project to us. And and so we, we ran with it for a little bit. But then, as you said, life got up and got in the way in some places and we weren't able to podcast as much as we wanted to. But one of the things that I loved about the podcast we were doing was the Ammonihah series and that Ammonihah series recovered all the chapters of Ammonihah, you know, chapter by chapter. And it, I was like, we've got to do more of that. That's got to be something we do more of. And it just, it kind of didn't come to the fruition I wanted to, but now LDS Liberty, we're coming up on the 10 year mark that LDS Liberty has been around on social media. And we have, announced that we're going to be transitioning it over into the Latter-day Peace Studies project. And so the, a lot of a lot of our listeners may have come from the LDS Liberty to, to who we are now and what's going on now. And it just presented a very interesting opportunity because it just so happens to be that June 2nd is the 10-year anniversary of, of LDS Liberty's coming about on social media. But it also happens to be, and come follow me, around the exact same time we're going to be start talking about Ammonihah again. So I almost kind of want to pull, go over to those old podcasts and pull all those up because they were so good. I still go back and, as I said, listen to them so much because I, I learned so much doing those. Right. Uh, you know, I've, I've listened to podcasts before where they'll just take like a, a podcast they did with somebody else and and just throw it up there. I almost feel like it's a cop out sometimes, but I've I've never been disappointed, you know, when I listen to podcasts and they do that. I'm not saying we do that with Ammonihah, but... I might, uh, you know, it's been several years, so I'd be interested to restart that conversation and see what more we, we can learn from it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, maybe we'll uh, cross post it and, and have that uh, be there. But so, Ben, tell uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Where are you? Um, where are you coming yeah. from? And so I, I was born in Arizona, but grew up in Missouri, lived here most of the time. I went to BYU and, and uh, did that thing. Uh, met my wife out there, but we're both from Missouri, so we moved back here to Missouri in 2010 and started our own business. We've got three kids, and um, I work in technology. Uh, have a business that manages computers and computer networks, and uh, my wife has uh, spends a lot of her time educating the kids, and um, she is amazing. She's been on a podcast we did with LDS Liberty before talking about adoptions that we went through yeah. and uh i listened to that one recently again and and uh was again amazed by by uh what she's done with that so anyway that's us yeah i've i love that episode i've listened to that episode a couple times too um yeah so about me i was born in utah and spent the first 
12 years of my life kind of as a transient on I-15. My family moved around a lot. And we uh, we eventually ended up at American Fork for a couple years. And then uh, I'd lived everywhere from Vegas down to Southern California and a couple places in Utah. And finally, we moved out to Tennessee when I was 13 or 14. And that's where I was at until after the mission. Came back and I, I kind of had the BYU experience a little bit. I met my wife while she was going to BYU. And then... Um, we got married and she graduated the semester after we got married. And then I started the semester after her and I, I switched majors, I think, I don't know, five times. And I, I eventually ended up on philosophy and geography. So I, I ended up getting a real taste for that and, and I've loved it ever since. And, and I'll so we did forget it. your wife pulling you through college, <laughs> <laughs> like, like with a chain around your neck. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was so crazy. There's so many times I just like, I got I want to give up. I want to give up. And so they're like, nope, we're going to finish this through. I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. all right. Yeah. She's amazing. <laughs> she is. So yeah, she is. She's been, uh, and she's my rock on, on a lot, just most of everything. And, and then, uh, she, she definitely keeps me humble. She's the one who, who keeps me the most humble and she, uh, she doesn't pull any punches with me, which I absolutely love. So, but yeah, we, uh, Ben and you and I started with, uh, summer sales and then you were smart enough to get out of summer sales and I stuck with it. So that's a lucky enough. I don't know. <laughs> so you got that, but I stayed in it and, uh, you know, bounced around a couple different industries and, and eventually came back to the one that I, I started in with pest control. And so I, I live in Bakersfield, California and have my own pest control company and and that's what I do. So then my wife, we, we, we have a lot of the same story, Ben, cause, cause we homeschool as well. My wife educates our kids as well. And she has her own, uh, her own successful business that she does from home. And so we are, that's us. And, and in our home, as well as in yours, cause I know you go out with family, you know, if not, uh, if not every weekend, multiple times through the week to your family get togethers. And I, and I know from being over there with your family in Missouri, just how much the gospel is a part of your life. You can't really come into the, your home at any given time like ours, where 10 minutes later it has to be on a gospel topic of some sort. Right. Pretty much every Sunday that we can get together, and, and sometimes there are ones that we don't, but there's going to be some sort of gospel discussion. And uh, actually the Come Follow Me is, has provided a nice little template for that, you know, for, for us to have a discussion as a family. There's a lot of meat there, and the kids get involved, The you know, all the nieces and nephews grandkids so to speak yeah we've we've had some really good discussions as family so that's what i grew up with and uh gospels have been part of my life and i i would say just when you think you understand something you you learn new and it turns everything on its head so that's what's so great about the gospel is is always feeling like there's uh, more to understand and more to enrich your life absolutely Absolutely. I grew up, um, since we moved around so much, I grew up homeschooled. My mom taught me how to read and largely taught me how to read from the Book of Mormon. And so I, I read the Book of Mormon several times through as a young child. And and it never ceased to amaze me how, how impactful that was in my life and how the stories evolve over time and the characters in my mind and my relationship to them have evolved over time. And and so sometimes I, I read through a section and, and it, it speaks to me in one way and then I read through it another and it, and it gets me in a completely different way that I have to start questioning the narratives that I knew before. And so that's that's one of the reasons I've been really excited to do this Come Follow Me podcast is to go through and to really vocalize and finally put out into words what the scriptures have been speaking to me with. And, I, you know, last several years, I've gone through a lot of deconstruction periods. 
and a lot of building back up. And so going back over the Book of Mormon again, for me, has been just an absolutely transcendent experience. And my Christianity has come to a place, there's this there's this meme that goes around on Facebook, and, and, and I love it so much, but it says that Christianity should feel more like my chains fell off than, oh crap, I made a mistake. Right. And so for me, I, I'm, that's the gospel for me is this, this beauty of, of the chains of this world and the chains of sin and the chains of all things just falling off from us and this, the, the sigh of relief and of that, of that moment that it's just like, you know, I'm, God is here with me. And so that's really where I'm coming back to the scriptures this time through of really looking for that, that God that is here to, to, to take all the chains off where we, we recognize that God is already with us and the chains that we've bound ourselves with, that they just, they just fall off. It's almost, it's almost as if just recognizing that God is there with us, everything just falls away. And so that's really the spirit that I've, I'm excited to bring to it. Well, that's good. It's a, it's a different perspective than, um, I think that we can sometimes fall into when, when reading through the scriptures. And I think it's an important one to have, you know, one of the, one of the major shifts in my perspective on the scriptures over the past several years has been, um, from treating them as hundred percent prescriptive to descriptive. And in, in that sense, you're looking at the experiences of people and how they lived or tried to live the gospel and their relationship with the Savior and understanding that uh, that relationship and how they tried to express it and experiences it, experience it helps you enrich your life, um, but not necessarily in a prescriptive sense, not in a sense that you need to follow exactly their example rather that you learn from their mistakes. And as Moroni says, that you will learn to be more wise than we were, right? And so looking at the scriptures and the prophets and their, their experiences should point us to Christ as the example. And that's, that's what I've seen more and more past several years reading the Book of Mormon. It's changed my perspective. It's helped me find truths there that uh, been frankly hidden to me before but hidden in plain sight i should say you know it's not like i didn't had never read them before um so that's great and i'm always excited to have new experiences and perspectives like that yeah i love that distinction you made there between prescriptive and, and descriptive because i think a lot of the times early on in my reading of the scriptures too when i come to the book of mormon there i'll come across a particular hero that i've had or or someone who's really put up on a pedestal of being like the the archetype of goodness right and so it's like it's like then following everything that they did is what we're supposed to do as if it's some kind of celestial truth and what i've learned more along the way with the, with a lot more just sitting with the scriptures is that the, these men were making a lot of mistakes and that their examples, you know, the, the scriptures become a lot more descriptive about just like, this is their journey. Let's take a look at their journey and to see that let's not exactly maybe follow their example in exactly what they went out to do, but in who they were and, and who they end up being are just like us. Everyone we're terribly complicated beings and we're all trying to be the best that we can be. And we're making so many mistakes on the side. And the atonement in Christ and 
all, and the spirit just come in and they sit with us and they bring peace to our lives to realize that even in those moments where we're just, we don't feel like we're adding up and, and we're, we're not really reaching the level that we think we should be getting that the point is for us to just sit with the Lord and to sit with the spirit. So contemplative Christianity has become a, a strong part of my, my discipleship where, where I, I, I use the phrase sitting with God a lot. And someone recently messaged me and they're like, man, you talk about sitting with God a lot. Is that like your new, your new thing? And I'm like, it kind of is because <laughs> one, one of the things that, uh, that I'll, I will bring up a lot and I, and I know you will too, is, is the sermon on the Mount. I've come to realize that the scriptures produce a lot of stories and those, and we try to figure out what those stories mean to us. And one of the things that I will be bringing here to these discussions is that using the Sermon on the Mount, you know, the Beatitudes and the Sermon on the Mount and Gethsemane, because it's, it's, it's like those two things, the Sermon on the Mount, which includes the Beatitudes and Gethsemane are the two filters that I, I like to use. And I have found so much of God in the scriptures by using those as the filter by which I interpret the scripture, as opposed to trying to use man's failed experiences and, you know, their own failures to try to understand the Sermon on the Mount. Because what I found in my life is I've justified the Sermon on the Mount away from, you know, based on the failures of certain characters in the scriptures. Well, this person did it this way and this person did it this way. That's why the Sermon on the Mount can't be done in this life. Whereas I've gone to the Sermon on the Mount and I've made that my standard that I then take out to the rest of scripture and I measure all of the other characters up against. And that has completely revolutionized the way that I, I see the scriptures and the messages that come out to me. And it's just like what you said, Ben, it's that descriptive versus prescriptive. Because when I use the, the Sermon on the Mount, I begin to see that the scriptures are far more descriptive. Hey, this is what's been going on, and this is what they were struggling with, and this is what they were dealing with. But the common denominator that I really take away is that when you trust in God, you put your full faith and heart in him, and you serve him, then he delivers you from from those moments, if it be his desire to do so. But at least until then, it just brings a peace to your life that it doesn't matter what's going on around you, that it just it transforms you on the inside out. And it's so subtle. It's like DNC 121, the dews of heaven. You know, it's like the dews of heaven come and just rest. And and so we be, it's not a deluge. It's not a downpour. It's just this percolating effect that ends up kind of building up inside. Yeah. And you use the word filter to describe that. I've used the word lens before. I think they're both uh, appropriate. You know, it's, it's what you use in order to um, make more sense, pull meaning or, or, or establish some sort of a narrative to to tie the scriptures together, and and if we're not using Christ to do that, I don't I don't think that there's any other that can replace him. Not that not that there aren't other ways to read the scriptures and other ways to pull out interesting things, but obviously at the base, at the foundation of any reading or lens that we use to apply to the scriptures is Christ is his atonement and his teachings. And, um, you know, the Sermon on the Mount is sort of that, like you said, sort of the gold standard of his teachings. It's that distilled um, prescriptive, and that one is prescriptive, right, hmm. uh, for how we are to to be in the world and to be with God. So, Yeah, I'm so excited. 
I'm so excited. So now we're going to start with uh, with the podcasts. The, the Come Follow Me here that we're going to release right now is going to be from Mosiah 29 to Alma 4. And it's going to deal with the transition of of the governments and it's going to start dealing with how the Nephite civilization responds to government. And man, it's going to be it's going to be a great discussion. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Awesome. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you for being along with us in this journey. We hope we can provide something of, of value to you that that brings some peace to your life. And they can give you some things that, uh, to ponder on, to think about that maybe you hadn't thought about before, things that come to us that we're like, wow, I... I just hadn't thought about it that particular way before because there's just there's so many great so many great messages that are out there in in this uh, kind of in this family of the restored gospel narrative. So thank you for joining us and look forward to hearing from you and and to getting your feedback. Mm-hmm.